Hello friends and welcome back to Swimming and Singing. I'm Sarah Nelson, I'm a certified yoga therapist and yoga teacher and I specialize in working online with people who think they are too tired, too busy, too anxious or in too much pain to do yoga. I use the traditional tools of yoga along with modern technology to help you create a more easeful and joyful life. If that sparks your interest, head on over to my website and grab the free guide to creating a yoga habit for exhausted perfectionists that I created just for you. The name of my podcast comes from a beloved poem written by Gregory Orr and as a reminder that some days it's all we can do to tread water and then other days there is room for joy. This podcast aims to share practices for both types of days. This podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody but I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Hello friends and welcome back to week two of our chat about the nervous system. Last week, I shared a bit of info on the nervous system as well as two common things you are probably doing every day that are keeping you in your heightened stress response state of the nervous system. And if you didn't listen to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Just a reminder, we are looking at the two branches of the autonomic nervous system the sympathetic branch, which is our stress response, and the parasympathetic branch, which is our relaxation response. They are both important and necessary, and we are absolutely not trying to get rid of one branch. But what we are trying to do is bring some balance or regulation to the branches. In our current society, Most of us live with a dominant sympathetic response, keeping us stressed out, anxious, depressed, exhausted, and in pain. What we want to do is find ways to turn down the stress response when we don't need it for survival and turn up the relaxation response. Why? Because it's better for our physical and mental health. Today, I want to share with you two activities you can add into your day in order to nurture your nervous system and turn up the relaxation response. And if you're wondering where you could possibly find the time to add two activities into your super busy days, then go back and listen to the last episode where I share a couple of activities that you could cut out or at least reduce. Then 
with the extra time you have on your hands, you can add one or both of these activities. The first activity I recommend for creating more ease and less stress in your life is time in nature. Now, this doesn't have to mean camping or hiking or day trips to some beautiful location. Time in nature can be sitting on a park bench or in your yard. It could be walking your dog without your headphones and noticing the trees. It could even be sitting inside and gazing out a window at the nature that you can see. I want to acknowledge that access to nature can be a privilege. Being physically well enough to spend time in nature, having access to a yard, feeling safe outside, as well as the fact that there are literally fewer trees in lower income neighborhoods, all impact one's ability to directly get outside and experience nature. Studies have shown that time in nature can lower blood pressure and stress hormone levels, reduce nervous system arousal, enhance immune system function, increase self-esteem, reduce anxiety, and improve mood. Research shows that even a 10-minute walk in nature can lower your cortisol levels. And cortisol is one of the stress hormones that is released when we are in more of the sympathetic nervous system. Research has even shown a change in our relaxation when we look at images of nature. So if for whatever reason you're stuck indoors without a view, you could try looking at images of nature. Now, I don't know if research has looked at multitasking in nature specifically, but I would suggest that when you spend your 10 minutes or so walking, breathing, gazing at nature, you do so mindfully to get the best results. Our go, go, go society tries to convince us that If we aren't multitasking, we are wasting time. So it might be tempting to listen to a podcast, even like this one, have a a telephone or text conversation, or catch up on emails while you're out in nature. I believe you will experience the greatest benefits from time in nature if you do so mindfully and without distraction. The second activity I want to offer you for nurturing your nervous system is so simple. You don't need anything in order to do it, and yet it's very countercultural and possibly one of the most difficult things you can try to do. It's resting. Do you ever talk to someone who guiltily admits they took a nap during the day, like it was the most ridiculous thing they could do? Or maybe you've made that same confession to someone. Our society is not set up to encourage 
people to be well rested. We tend to scrimp on sleep either purposefully or due to insomnia, and yet resting and naps are frowned upon as lazy behavior. I'm not going to try to convince you to take a daily nap. That feels like a battle I'll never win. But I do want you to consider the benefits of working rest into your day. Let's start with what a restful activity even is. A restful activity is one that turns up your parasympathetic branch. It turns on your relaxation response. So that could actually be a slow, mindful walk in nature, but it could also be a deeply relaxing bath. That that means a bath where you're not listening to murder podcasts. (laughs) It could be a restorative yoga, yoga nidra, or guided relaxation practice. It could be lying in bed and listening to some relaxing music, petting the dog or cat, or even just a few deep, mindful breaths. What else can you think of that helps you to rest? And let me qualify this by saying the rest I'm talking about, the kind that nourishes and regulates your nervous system, isn't watching Netflix, playing video games, or having a beer or gummy. Those are different ways of resting or relaxing, but they won't necessarily bring about the physiological benefits of the restful activities I suggested. Those benefits include lowering your heart rate and blood pressure, reducing anxiety, pain, depression, and insomnia, improving your digestion, and boosting your immune system all the benefits of engaging your parasympathetic nervous system. If you are interested in adding some more nervous system nourishing practices to your life, but would like some support and accountability, you are invited to join us in the homecoming membership for a two week spring detox for members starting May 1st where we will focus on taking out some sympathetic triggers and adding in some parasympathetic nurturing activities. This is not the kind of detox where I'll tell you what to eat and what not to eat. It has nothing to do with food. If you'd like some support to bring some balance to your nervous system, join the homecoming waitlist now. I'm opening the membership to new members in a couple days, April 28th through 30th, so you can join us in the Spring Detox. Friends, thank you so much for listening to Swimming and Singing. Links and contact information for me and the homecoming waitlist can be found in the show notes and on my website, where you'll also find that free guide to creating a yoga habit for exhausted perfectionists when you sign up for my newsletter. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast. And if you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep swimming and keep singing.